Praise the Lord. Good to see everybody here this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 14. And we'll be, we'll be reading in uh, verse 14, or 13 through 14. But, uh, let's open up in a word of prayer this morning. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this. Another privilege, Lord, to be to stand and to be used of you. God, I ask now, Lord, that you would just, God, just touch my mind and my lips, dear God, and give me the words to say, Lord, that you may be lifted up and we may learn of you, dear God. And God, just touch the hearts and the minds and the ears of each and every one listening, dear God, that they may take these words and use them for your glory. For it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 14, starting in verse 13. We'll read a couple of verses there. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which we shall show to, unto you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Waiting. A period of waiting is what we're wanting to speak about this morning. You know, there's, there's, when Moses told the children of Israel to stand still, he, he meant for them to wait upon the Lord, to ask uh, get their heart and their minds in tune with God and, and wait upon Him and find out just exactly what it was that the Lord wanted them to do. Have you ever found yourself in that waiting period? Um, you're waiting on maybe the finances go through for a new house. You're, you're waiting on uh, uh, maybe a, a child, expecting a child, and you're waiting on it to come. You're waiting on on hoping for something new uh, you're waiting on something from the, uh, you're waiting on something from the Lord or you're waiting for him to work in your life or, or someone else's life that you have been praying for uh, for a long time there's so many circumstances uh, that become waiting seasons hoping to get married waiting to graduate looking for a job or even praying for relief from hard season in your life and let me tell you, the last, the last year and a little bit has been a hard season for a lot of people. And we're waiting on these things to come. And we don't even, and there's, the good news is, is God wants to use those seasons to prepare you for things you're waiting for. Those, those periods of us being waiting, God is wanting to use those to prepare us for what is to come that we are waiting on and things that we are waiting on that we don't even know are coming. Those are the ones that are really the good ones is when we get the things, we are waiting on one thing and when it gets here, we, we find out that the Lord has put some other blessings along with it and we have got a double blessing then. But... Uh, you know, I've, I've found myself in this waiting period, waiting. Uh, the, you know, a lot of times when God speaks to us, he just, he don't exactly speak to us. He just gives us this, 
this feeling within us that there is something that's going to happen and he doesn't say what it is, doesn't, doesn't even give us a hint of what it is, but we know that there's something happening. I can imagine Joseph, if you, if you all remember the story of Joseph, I can remember him when he was down in Egypt and he got sold into slavery. I can just imagine him waiting on whatever was going to happen. He knew that something was coming, but he did not know what, it, what was coming. So he was waiting. And it's like going through a tunnel. You know, you're traveling through a tunnel and you can see the light on the other end, but you don't know exactly what's out there on the other side of that tunnel till you get through it. You know, and when you get toward the end of it, you begin to see some things and make out some things and, and draw a, a scenario of what it's going to be like when you get through that tunnel, but you really don't know exactly what it's going to be like till you get on the other side till you get into that light. That is like our waiting. You know, the children of Israel, as, as they were, Moses told them to stand still, if you'll go back and read that, uh, on, you'll find out that the Lord had provided a way for them to go over the Red Sea, but they had to wait for him to work. See, the Lord, the Lord told Moses to go stretch out your rod over the Red Sea, and he did, and the waters parted, Right then, and but there was a wind that blew all night long, and it dried up the the lake bed. And in the morning, when God told them to move, they went across on dry ground. They but they had to wait, stand still, wait upon the Lord, find out just exactly what it is that Lord has got in store for you. But there's so many things that comes against us. And, you know, it, it, in the end, it is going to change your life. It is going to change your perspective. And everything around you is going to change because you are a, a completely different person. And Isaiah forty thirty one says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Romans 8 and 5. But if, you, if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Wait for it. We got to wait for a lot of things. You know, that's one, that's one of, I guess, the biggest things that is wrong with the Christian people today is that they don't want to wait upon everything. The world has gotten to a place to where that it is uh, hurried up, fast food, uh, fast weddings, fast divorces, fast funerals, fast everything. And we have got to, in line with the world and we are sort of following the world. So we are trying to keep pace with the world when we need to slow down and we need to keep pace with the Lord and we need to follow him and, and forget about what the world's doing and surround. There's seven ways that God uses these waiting seasons to prepare us for the next season. I'm going to try to get through all seven of them, but there's no promises. One is renewal. And you know, that, that is the one thing that I need every day is renewal. 
When I get up in the morning and I pray, I want when I get finished praying and studying and, and talking to the Lord and everything, I want to be renewed. I want to be a little bit closer to the Lord than what I was when I went to bed that night. Matthew nine seventeen. Neither do men put new new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. When you when you get into this new season, and you're you're waiting, and when you get through it, and you get into the new season, the, the new journey that the Lord puts you on. Uh, it's not just the circumstances that God changes, but he also wants to make us new. He wants to, uh, to make us different. We have got to be different if we want to go into the new season because we can't take the, the old person that we was and we can't take that person and go into a new season where we're closer to the Lord and where the Lord is using us more without uh, completely just giving up and falling back. So we, we have to be changed. So that waiting period that we're going through is God changing us so that we might accept and be ready for the new journey, the new season that he's got in store for us. It's like the old wineskins would burst if you put new wine in them. If you try to drag your old self into a new season, the pressure would, would be too much and, and we'd give up. We, we just couldn't handle it and we'd give up. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. Renewing your mind. Prove what is that good and acceptable. Prove God. Prove it. Make sure that that is, it, that is God and not you. You know, so many times the Lord will, will bring things to me and I will prove him. I will make sure because one of my biggest fears is doing something in myself. And I, I pray constantly, God, keep me out of everything that I do for you. I, I don't want me in it whatsoever. Number two, stillness. You know, that's, that's one of the things that, that, that I need more of is stillness. Like I said, in this hurried up world that we're in, a lot of times I just need to, just need to uh, get down on my knees, tell God I'm there, and then just shut up and let Him work. No matter if it takes... Five minutes or two hours. Wait upon the Lord. Psalm 62 and 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. Waiting is a prime time to seek God. Because when you're waiting, you can, when you, I mean, when you are really still and you are really, really waiting and you're really in tune with God, that is the time when God, when you, when your mind and your body and everything about you is ready to uh, open up to God and to hear from Him. 
And that's what we need. Sometimes we do too much talking. You know, sometimes when we get down on our knees to pray, we just need to let God know that we're there and ask him to speak to us and then be quiet and listen. But they, they can, those times of waiting and those times of being still and those times of being quiet can sometimes be very distracting because we know we're waiting on something and the, and the anticipation of, something, of whatever we're waiting on, uh, we, we get to the point to where that we try to hurry God up and we try to get whatever he's got in store for us. You know, is we want it now, right now. Everything in this world is geared toward everything we want. We want it right now. Wait. Wait upon the Lord. Let him lead and God direct you. You need this waiting season to focus on him, to experience his power and direction. If you're not careful, like I do sometimes, you'll obsess on the destination and you will forget about the journey that you took to get there. So many times we get in a hurry and we get, to, well, you know, God has got something out there for me and I, I really don't know what it is. And we start obsessing over it and we try to start trying to figure it out. And we miss the lesson that God is trying to give, to try to learn us to get to that point. But when you when you get to the point to where that you are completely subjected to God and you got turned everything over to him, then that's when God can, can move in your life and you can grow closer to him and you can find out just exactly what it is that he has got in store for you. Reflection. Psalms 40 and 2. He brought me up also out of a humble, horrible pit, out of a merry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. Waiting, like I said, waiting for something to come to pass, it, it's a great opportunity for us to seek him, to get closer to him. How And then we need to go back and we need, while we're waiting on him, we need to go back, not looking back to wanting to go back, but we need to go, we need to look back and we need to, to look at other circumstances that we have went through where we were waiting and we were still. And we need to see how God worked in those and what, what all happened in those times. And when we do that, that will give us a little bit more understanding of what's going on now. And it will give us a little bit more um, time and a little bit more mindset to wait upon him and find out exactly what the lesson is that he is trying to teach us to get to the point to where that he wants us to be. So what has God recently taught you? through your recent circumstances? That's the questions that we need to ask. What has God taught me when I went through the other times, uh, times of being still? What, what did God teach me? How has it changed me? How has your, your perspective changed? How has the way that you see God, how has the way that you see other people, how, that, how has your way of seeing 
life in general, is it different? Is it the same? It should be different. You should, after going through those, those times of waiting and being still, when we're going through those, we need to look back and we need to figure out just exactly how everything has changed back then. And we need to expect a change now. And we need to grasp a hold of that change. And we need to move with it. But these are some of the questions we need to ask ourselves. Then we need to find the answers to them. How has it changed my perspective? Well, my perspective was that uh, about people that, you know, that I, ha I put them in a, a classification. Everybody was in a different classification. And, during, and, and while I was doing that, uh, I basically, unwillingly knowing it, I put uh, people that uh, in different degrees of whether or not they're going to make it to heaven. And, yeah, I went through a long waiting period with that and a lot of long talks with the Lord. But see, when you stop and you listen to God and you stand still and you wait upon Him, then God can teach you things. And then when He teaches these, you these things, you appreciate God even more. Because, let me tell you, He's taught me a lot, a lot of different lessons over the years, and I'm, I'm talking about the last three or four years, he's taught me a lot. And, he, and my perspective on people, my perspective on life, my perspective on blessings has completely changed from what it was four years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've learned and I'm like you, I've I've changed how in my mindset but my spiritual walk from the way I used to be a few years ago just because of all the trials that I've been through and the storms that I've been in and the hard places that I've been in because it's made me grow. Right. It might have made me bitter at the time. Right. But in the end it's it's made me grow. Right. I need to appreciate those a little bit more. I agree with you hundred Well, you know, the I guess the one greatest blessing that that God has taught me is is when when you go through these things and you're going through those those times of waiting those times of being still God God will stop you and it it don't feel like you're moving it feels like you're right in the middle of the Sahara Desert and there's no no one around nowhere and you're just standing there and don't know what to do and you're all alone but God has reminded me that He's there and He's working. Uh, I just need to listen to him and to follow his direction, and he's going to take care of everything else. But, you know, the, the questions, when you get into those, those places where the, you feel that way, now there's always three questions that I ask myself. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to, I don't get past the first one. God, what have I done to put me in this place? And... If, I, if I, there's nothing that I feel like that I have done to put me in that place, I'll ask God, okay, God, is this you 
trying to teach me something. And if God answers that question, and I feel like that, yes, this is a place, this is that place where I need to be still and I need to wait upon God. He's working in my life. He's right beside of me all the time. I know that, even though I don't feel him at the moment. But he's working in my life. So now then, I just need to trust him and follow him. And he, he will bring me through in his time, not my time. And, it, and still yet, though, I always, I always wonder what's on the other side of this waiting period that I'm in. What, what is on the other side of this journey that I am now in? Uh, not to the point that I obsess about it. I just get curious about it. And then, then I know that in order for me to find out exactly what's on the other side of this journey, I've got to follow God at his pace, not my pace. Healing. Philippians 3.13 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now then, just, just a few minutes ago, I told you all to look back and to remember those times of waiting and stillness. And now he's telling said, don't, uh, forgetting those things which are behind. He's talking about the worldly things that are behind us. Forget about those things. But all the things of God that we have went through, remember those for two reasons. Number one, it's going to help us ourselves it's going to help ourselves and number two it's going to help somebody else because you will run into somebody else eventually that is going through the same thing that you went through and this is a good prime time to let them know that God is still with them and how God what you had to do to let God bring you through it and then what how much closer and everything you are to God after you made it through so yes, we need to keep those good things for a testimony. Forget about all the other worldly things. But when you're transitioning out of a tough season or waiting for God to bring you out of a difficult time, it's a great time to experience his healing. His healing. For, a, for recent pains or for struggles, uh, when you face difficulties or hurtful circumstances, it's easy, it's easy to sweep them under the rug and move on with pieces of your heart still broken. This is a time that we need to, to turn everything over to God. Don't keep it to yourself. God knows everything that's going on in your life, but he still wants us to come to him and tell him what's going on in our life, how we're feeling, uh, how, uh, what, what is uh, aggravating us, what makes us mad, what hurts us. All these things, God wants to know about it. So we need to take the time to go and tell him about these things. Don't keep them to ourselves. Even when the circumstances get better, if we don't turn them over to the Lord and let the Lord take care of them, there's, there's still going to be that tender spot in our heart to where somebody's going to, going to say something, somebody's going to do something, and that wound's going to open back up, 
and good possibility that we may get angry or, or have hurtful feelings towards somebody. And that's not good. But God wants to fully heal all of those areas in your life. All those things that we are, uh, we are thinking that it is, it is wrong, people done us wrong, people has hurt us. You know, the thing about it is, is you, you don't exactly ever forget those hurtful things that people has done to you, but you can forgive the person and you can eventually completely forget about it. It will, it will pop back up, believe me. Satan has got all of those, those things where that, where that hurt us. He, he has got those bottled up, and when he needs to, he will take one out and he will stick it in your mind. And that's when we, we need to remember that we turned this over to God and God took care of this. So we need to get that out of our mind and, and not, not think about it. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, trust me. I mean, there, there has been people that has uh, done things to me that uh, I basically, I did not want to be around the person. I, 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 it, anger and resentment and everything built up and inside of me. Every time I seen, I just had to see that person I'm from a distance. They didn't have to get close to me. All I had to do is see them from a distance, and that, that, would, that would come up. It took a long time to completely squash that. It really did. And it still yet, even today, it still wants to pop up in my, in my mind. And that's where I have to ask for some help from God. Because the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself. And I remember a time that I was just like that person. I mean, I was exactly like that person. But I changed, I changed the ones that was in control of my life, and my life completely changed. So, you know, that's, that's the one thing that helped me the most is God, God told me one day, he said, always remember, people are the way they are because of who is in control of their life. You change their controllers, you change their life. So, you know, whenever I look at somebody now and that starts cropping up in my mind and everything, I start praying for them. I pray for them. And it, it leaves. But, you know, even he wants to, you to bring these hurts to him. He, he wants you to tell him about him. He can mourn with you. He can, he can teach you how to take care of them. He can, he can teach you how to uh, get rid of these thoughts and these things, these hurtful things that's in your life and your heart. He can help you get those completely out and, and tell, tell you, teach you how to take care of those when they come back up. Refreshment. I need that a lot of times. Refreshment, revival, some downtime, just some time to uh, Saturday. I got up and uh, um, all the things that's been going on right in, in the last few weeks. And I went in, I prayed, and I read some of the Bible and everything. And I said, Lord, I, I'm, I'm going to go fishing for a little while. I just, I just need to get away 
to recharge, to get everything out of my mind and just concentrate on your creation, concentrate on you and, and not worry about everything else. And I did that. And was it gone long? But it really helps. So every once in a while, we need to get a refreshment. We need to get away from all our job. We need to get away from our families. We need to get away from everything, just, just us and God, and just, just let him refresh us. Let him renew us. And going back to Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. It's one of the greatest, greatest verses in the Bible because that guarantees me as long as I'm in that waiting period that God is right there with me and he's given me everything I need to make it through it. Sometimes God brings us into this season of rest and refreshment before the next season starts. If we come, we just come out of a trial, and, and things are uh, things are coming against us, life in general, and and we we get away, and God just tells us, you know, you need to get away, you need to get away from everything and everybody, and you need to be out by yourself, somewhere, somewhere. You know, my dad, uh, for many for many years, every place he moved, he picked him out a spot to where that he could go to, and he would go out. And um, one place was in a barn. Another place was uh, up a little creek where he lived. And there's a forked tree there. And he had him a, a seat fixed in that, in that tree. And he'd go up there and sit down. And he said, Lord, I'm here. I just want to talk to you for a little while. Lord, I, 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 need, some, I need some refreshing. I, I, need, I need something from you. He'd, hit that, and he'd go there and just forget about everything. Uh, family, life, work, uh, church, everything. He'd forget about everything and he'd focus completely on the Lord. And it, it wouldn't be, maybe he'd be gone two or three, four hours. But uh, he would always come back totally different. And we need to do that. I mean, each and every Christian needs to find us that place to where that we can just get away from everybody and just us and the Lord, and just talk to him. Life has ebbs and flows, ups and downs, and some of them are busy seasons or require a lot of us. And when we go through these tough seasons, God knows you need rest, a season of rest and refreshment to follow before the next one comes through. So this is when we need to to stock up on that refreshment and stock up on the Lord and really get close to Him and and get everything uh, in tune with Him again the way that it's supposed to be uh, begin with. Because let me tell you, I don't care who you are. When you go time through those seasons of, of hard times and you go through those seasons of of waiting and being still, it it can it can bear on you a little bit and and you're not you may come out of it. Closer to the Lord, but while you're in there, you may drift away just a little bit. So we need to get back to where we was. So he allows us those times of refreshment, those times of being close to him, and then when we get back to him, 
then we are, we are better than we were before and we can get closer to him when we, when we go back to where that we are supposed to be. Truthfully, I often find that rest and refreshment is, is actually difficult in my own life. I mean, those times of getting away from everything and everybody, it's hard sometimes. Life is so demanding. There's work. Uh, there's uh, family life. There's church. There's things that we need to do. And it's hard sometimes to get away, just completely away from everything and everybody, and just get a refreshment from the Lord. But we, we need to find that place, that, that happy place, that place to where that we can get away from everything and everybody. I often thrive on doing things. I want to be busy doing something all the time. Uh, you can ask my wife, even when I'm sitting watching TV, I'm doing something else. I'm usually reading uh, something uh, on an iPad or a laptop or uh, I'm doing something all the time. Even though I'm watching TV and she still hasn't figured out how I do it. And I can tell you what's going on. I may not exactly see it, but I know what's going on and what's being said. But it, it's just a, a hurried up world and we need to slow down and be still. But God, if we remember, he intentionally rested after creating the world. Genesis 2, 2 and 3. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. God made a day of rest for us. That day to where that we can shut down from everything and everybody and just take life easy and recharge and get ready for the, the next week. Growth. This is one where that a lot of us, a lot of us, we fall short in. We have gotten to the point to where that we are saved and we're satisfied right where we're at and we don't want to move any farther. Second Peter 3, 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Grow in grace and in knowledge. How do we grow in grace and how do we grow in knowledge? God's word. This, this is our roadmap to heaven. This is our, our uh, instructions on how to grow. This is our instructions for life, period. Everything in our life that we go through has already been gone through by somebody and it's been written down in this word and it tells how that they got through it and, and what had to be done to get them through it. So that we can follow their pattern that they have laid down. Colossians 2, 7. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith as ye have been taught. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. 
when a seed is planted in the ground, there is quite a bit of time between the planting and when the, the plant first comes through the ground. From the surface, it looks like there's nothing happening. You know, I mean, you go out there every day and, and you water it and you look at it and nothing's happening. And, you know, we, we get to the point to, uh, after some point in time, we wonder, well, is the seed any good? Uh, did, you know, uh, what's going on here? Nothing, nothing's happening. And we, we get that same way. We get to that point to where that uh, even though God is working in our lives, we can't physically or spiritually really see him working, and we wonder what's going on. Why isn't God moving? Why, isn't, uh, why can't I feel the Lord? Why can't, why can't I? Why can't I? You know, asking ourselves all these questions because we, we don't see the Lord working, but trust me. Trust me, he is working in every aspect of your life, whether you see him or not. But just think, but just remember, when that plant first peeks out and you see that first little bit of green, then you know everything's all right. You know everything is going to grow, it's going to produce. Same way with, our, with us. You know, when, when we finally see that see just a little shimmer of God moving, then we know everything's going to be all right because he's got everything under control. But trust me, he had everything under control beforehand. We just didn't see it happening. But he was moving, and he is moving every second of every day in your life. Now then... We have gone through a season of being still and waiting upon the Lord, and we have received our marching orders. Now then, as uh, God told the children of Israel, you need to move. You need to move. You've, you've sat still and you waited on me. You've got your marching orders. Now move. Go across the Red Sea to the other side. And you know that, let me tell you something, that that had to be a, a sort of a scary time when those when the children of Israel went through the Red Sea? Because let me tell you something. I don't know how wide the place was that they went through, but you had a wall of water on this side, higher, way higher than your head, and you had a wall of water on this side, way higher than your head, and it's standing there, nothing holding it, and you're walking through the middle of it. So yeah, it, it, they, had to, they had to have a whole lot of faith in God to make that trek through the Red Sea and that water standing up like that. Same way with us. We, we, we spiritually have to make that trek through the Red Sea with water standing on both sides of us. We, we just have to have faith in God that he is going to hold that water and we're going to make it safely to the other side. Because the growth is, is happening underneath the surface, we can't see it. But from the time we plant it till the seed comes through the ground, we are constantly wondering if anything's happening. When you're waiting, you're growing. Even if you can't see it, the evidence of it, even if you don't know it, you're growing. Just trusting God. In, growing, in waiting seasons, we, uh, we should be growing in faith and dependence on God, especially when you can't make things go any faster, which I've tried. 
many times. It don't work. So let me tell you right now, you might as well forget it. Don't even try it because it ain't going to happen. It's in these times you realize how much your life depends upon God. This is when, you, when you're trusting him and in his plan for your life is tested and subsequently grown the most. It's when we are tested. Anticipation. And we're not going to make it through number seven. Uh, but just remember, always wait upon the Lord. Stand still. Let him work in your life. Don't worry about if he's working or when he's going to work because he's always working. Just realize that he is working and we need to be following him and waiting upon him and, and figuring out just exactly what it is that we need to be doing. Anybody got any questions or comments this morning?